Well, 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 hello folks, and welcome to We the Peeps. This is, of course, the American soccer podcast in which you are going to get to know everything that you need to know about the U.S. men's national team. I'm Clayton, and I'm a rapper. I'm Ty, I'm an entrepreneur. And the Willardinats. We all, we have this whole time. Who? Who now? <laughs> what now? What? USMN what? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, boys. Let's go. We're back. We're back. We're back. The world is normal now. Right? Absolutely. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. Folks, welcome to... A Rasta pod, Ty. Tears, tears in my eyes. Ugh. A ra- an actual, it is time to, to gather and do a very normal uh, thing, which is to announce uh, and discuss a USMNT roster for a USMNT soccer game, which will occur in the near future. Can you believe this? Soccer game? As an actual soccer game. Oh, boy. Oh my life. I mean, this I is could exciting. Dr- I could drop this mic right now. Podcast over. That's all you needed to know. It's happening. I'm, We're back. I'm suppressing all of my thoughts about public health and <laughs> uh, just accepting that it's healthier for all of us to get to watch the Nats, you know. Yeah, you know, luckily we're not being asked to make these decisions. Indeed. So, we or, can or to uh, get on those planes. <laughs> Correct. Trapes around whales. At this time, but so aside from aside from the public health crisis a debacle that this <laughs> this terrible terrible decision making that's occurring, uh, we couldn't be more psyched. We have an actual roster, and we're going to talk about it all. Um, we are going to preview these games versus Wales and Panama. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Yeah, and uh, we're gonna we're we're gonna have a good time together. I know that that's the case. Uh, but first, just a little bit of housekeeping. If you are interested uh, in getting to know us, feeling more connected to the show on a regular basis, reach out to us on Twitter at WTPPod. That would be amazing uh, for us. Please do that. The other big thing is, uh, well, there's two more. One is to rate and review. Please hit us with a five star. And uh, the other is to get at us on Patreon, friends. Please do get at us on Patreon. And for a little bit of a... uh, uh, let's let's do some shout outs now. We do have some patrons uh, and as promised we are going to mention your name on the show and I'm going to hand it over to none other than uh, you know him you love him Swami Jurgen for the Patreon shout outs. He loves money. Shouts out to Gail Sumano and M. Cheney. Brand new patrons. Uh, thanks, Swami. We appreciate it. And we appreciate you, patrons, uh, you he listeners, you the peeps, um, for for being willing to go out on a limb and, and support the show. It means the world to us. We work really hard on it. So please go to patreon.com forward slash WTP pod uh, to join in the fun and become an official uh, peep. Um, I, I haven't heard from Swami since since the lockdown. Oh, so man. It's nice to... The awkward thing nice is, I did go back and listen to some old episodes, and he, Swami, actually told us that 2020, everything that was going to happen in 2020, <laughs> he has been dropping. He's we been edited it out because it was like, what? What is? This I was nonsense? like, what is this nonsense? I'll Murder cut, hornets? Delete that. What That's does that mean? Um, but it all came true. Amazing. Anyways, end of housekeeping. <laughs> 
And let's get into it. Oh my god, we have an actual roster, and it's not just any roster. What, Should we I'm, just reset? My, like, I, what what is this team, and what is our podcast? What, sure, yeah. Because so, we, we do before and after every USMNT game. So if you just like found our podcast, you might think we're a USMNT history show. Right, that's uh, true. We have that been, is not the case. That is not the case. So the the original intent for the show before in in eras <laughs> long gone was to discuss a crap nats full of old players. Uh, and bad right. coaches. What yep. the show has become <laughs> is almost anything other than that. We've been a history podcast for some reason for a few months, and now we are about to talk about a young, uh, exciting, European-based, Champions League-filled squad of players, and the difference between what this team was when COVID started and what it is now is staggering. What it's has happened? Unreal. It's unbelievable. What has happened in the careers of these players is unbelievable. What has apparently changed in the minds of those in charge is unbelievable. Just looking at this roster, so let's let's just process a little bit together. And the only way to start that out is by handing out a couple of gloves. Can we do this thing? Oh, how many gloves do we have? Oh, geez. Do we have enough know. gloves so first for of all, our Champions League hero? Yeah, let's give uh, let's give some some gloves out to uh, Ethan Horvath. You know him, you love him, you missed him. Club Bruges, let's go, let's get it. Uh, we've also got Bruges, baby. A, a new name to me, uh, Chituru Odunze. Odunze. Um, so welcome in. Welcome on in. Come on uh, in. Whoever you are. <laughs> nice to meet you. Come on in, buddy. And finally, Zach Gloves for Steffen. you. <laughs> Gloves for you. Why, why not? Zach Stefan as well. Uh, defenders, we are going to have, oh baby, let's do this. John Brooks, Reggie Canyon, Cannon, Serginio <laughs> Dest, Canyon, <laughs> the Canyon, Canyon, Canyon. <laughs> We're going to have Serginho Dest, Barcelona star, Gen 2 Barcelona star, Serginho Dest with, with Pedri and all those young babies and another one the coming Dest up. The Dest is this. not yet to come. The Dest is not not even close. Uh, Matt Miazga, uh, Tim Ream, I guess, fine, had to do it. And Chris Richards. You need a chaperone. Yeah, someone's got. 17-year-olds. Yeah, someone's got to, uh, someone's got to drive the bus. So get in someone's there, Tim Ream. Check for, check for beer. Beer is sneak, snuck in beer. <laughs> make sure that curfew make sure everyone's in their bunks uh and we've also got exactly. anthony robinson uh joining us from from fulham uh here we go midfield can you believe this this is gonna happen we have tyler adams weston mckenney of juventus we have uh richie ledesma johnny cardoso would love to get to know you Yunus musa would love to get to know you and owen odasoe also would love to get to know you. Now, up front, we have our other second gener- new generation post-Messi core of the Barcelona squad, Conrad De La Fuente. Uh, we have Nicolas uh, Giocchini. We've got Ishiboy, always injured, the porcelain prince. You, you miss him. You loved him when. He's injured. He's injured. <laughs> Christian Pulisic. And then we've got Uli Yanez, who, by the way, was the Ooh. outbreak star of the last soccer game we watched together, if you could believe that, months and months and months ago. February 1st, Uli Yanez made his debut, and here he is back again for the second game of the year. We've got rising star of the universe, Gio Reyna, Best friend to future Ballon d'Or winner Erling Holland. Uh, he's Robin got, to he's Robin, the new dude. Batman. He's, he's Nighthawk or Nightwing or the cooler version of Robin, the old cool, one. Yeah, exactly. Cool yeah. Robin. He's that. cool Robin. Um, who's actual Robin? We've got... <laughs> 
Who's the actual Robin on that team? It's um, Julian Brandt. Yeah, Julian Brandt is like Robin. Carrying water. Yeah, yeah. what's his face is uh, the penguin. You know who I'm talking about? The British dude. Jaden Sancho is the penguin. Of course. Of um, course. Anyways, uh, last but not least, we've got Sebastian Soto, and welcome back. He's injured, Tim Wayne. No, he's not. He's not. He's actually not. Um, you know him. He's injured. <laughs> but we're Tim here. Tim oh. the, uh, the, the The person who prompts every commentator to just talk about his dad every time. So sad. Exactly. Uh, here we are. Here Can't we be are. mentioned. That's the whole roster. Ty, come on. What were your first impressions Come on. you so, saw yeah. this? Come All on. Right. So we got we to gotta clarify, especially for anybody new, that this is not a normal you know, U.S. situation, as you would expect. This is a very weird uh, circumstances, obviously, with COVID. So the roster is almost entirely um, uh, European-based. They also added, I don't know if you, I, I forget if you mentioned him, but they added Sebastian Leggett, um to replace Josh oh. Sargent. Because Josh Sargent was banned from traveling, not because he has COVID, but because the situation in Germany is getting worse. So they're not allowing people to, you know, go and come back uh, in certain um, states in Germany. So it's this whole, you know, complicated thing where this is very clearly not our uh, 23 best players, but uh, the easiest place for us to play a friendly is in Europe or play a series of friendlies is in Europe because uh, players from all over the world are there. So everybody can kind of cobble together some semblance of a national team. Um, and our, our very best, our top players are in Europe as well. So it's a, it's, it's definitely experimental to say the least. Uh, but, you know, public health uh, trepidations aside, I am super pumped to see, first of all, maybe our top stars together Geo, Pulisic, uh, Weston, and Adams in, in the same 11, probably for the first, certainly certainly for the first time in Geo's case, but I think even uh, Pulisic, Adams, and McKenney, maybe they've had one game where they've been on the field at the same time, but they've always been injured um, in st- a staggered fashion. So they may actually see the field at the same time, which would be exciting. Uh, and then getting all these awesome wild cards in here, we've got... These are these are players that like nobody but Adam Bells has heard of. <laughs> and you need to be on like, you know, deep big soccer threads to know who Johnny Cardoso of Internacional is. And it's it's a these are deep cuts. So I'm I am impressed because for the longest time we have felt that the um US soccer fan base is in some ways more aware of the US soccer player pool than some of the leadership. And it's very clear that that is no longer the case, uh, starting with the, you know, the bombshell of Dest uh, committing to the U.S. this time last year, but also them kind of seeking out and finding some of these these gems that that very few people have heard of or understand the connection with the U.S. Uh, and the, the main uh, new shiny new toy there is Eunice Musa. Ooh, who, who was, Eunice? Who is Eunice? This dude is, he's Ghanaian. He was born in New York while his mom was on vacation. Yeah. So shout out, shout out mom for making the trip. I mean, I don't know what the story is there. Maybe it was like a seven months, you know, she ate some sort of crazy food and then all of a sudden baby, something like that. So he's born in New York and then he's raised uh, mainly in England and went 
to uh, play for Arsenal. So he's been an Arsenal Academy kid for a long time. And he's played for England. He's been the captain of the, the U18 team for England uh, in the past. But the US reached out, noticed the progress, gave him some attention, gave him a little love, and they've got him into this camp. So this playing in these games wouldn't cap tie him or commit him to the US, but it's a great chance to show him what the program's all about. And I think that a lot of these young players are seeing what's going on with Pulisic, Weston, Adams, Dest, and they're saying, you know, this is this is a really good situation. It's a, a country where if you become a star, like if you're a star in America, you are a star everywhere, right? So it's like, I think they, they, they see the opportunity there versus just being, you know, yet another young player for, uh, for England, let's say. Yeah. Um, so do you think there's any, uh, so, the, so I want to go hone back in on the circumstances that created a situation where we're almost seeing what we've been asking for, which is uh, predatory, predatory call-ups. Like, and I don't, we don't mean that, I don't mean that to be, to sound as nefarious as it does, but like there should be some strategy being applied to how people, um, ultimate who people ultimately decide to play for and uh, right. until now there's been this attitude that's like well if you don't want to play for the u.s then screw you and we don't you know there's no like why should exactly. we have to do a favor exactly. for you to convince you to play for this team and exactly. there seems to be something changing there there's also uh, a clear there's another so another sort of uh berhalterism usmntism is the like you have to be playing for your club to get a call-up idea mm -hmm. and obviously mm -hmm. there's so many different circumstances here but i'm wondering is it possible that what happened with serginio dest among many others um i i also think of uh well serginio dest and um uh gio reina are showing that if you're incredible at the under 18 level at the under 19 level that you are closer to being a superstar in european football than people realize then surely than i realize and i wonder if some of the success that like Weston going to Juventus has, is it, do you think it's possible that that actually surprised Berhalter to the point where he's realizing that maybe someone like Richie Ledesma is closer than, than he originally thought to being a seriously impactful player? I sure hope so. I mean, I, we, we have to find out, I guess he'll be asked, I was going to say at a press conference, but they're probably not going to do that. So probably on zoom somewhere, uh, he'll he'll discuss the roster and it'll be really interesting to hear um, the one, you know, really substantive change since the 2018 um, debacle, our 2017 qualifying debacle was the change of of leadership. Right. So we had, um, you know, no more Sunil, new president, uh, Carlos Cordero, who later had to resign because he, you know, did all sorts of uh, uh, dumb things related to the women's team. And so you had uh, a, a basically a cleaning of house in the leadership and a reassessment and a restructuring. And it's very possible that this did introduce a new kind of philosophy. Namely, it seems like Brian McBride is, is really up for that uh, approach. To, to clarify, if you don't know, Brian McBride is the, the GM now of U.S. soccer. So ostensibly, he's in charge of the scouting operation. He's in charge of the outreach, all this stuff. And Berhalter is meant to be really more in charge of coaching the team that he has, uh, similar to how it works at a at a pro level. So it's it's interesting. I think there could be something to it. 
I think part of that comes down to whether this set of players does progress and perform, you know, because if we find ourselves in qualifying and some of these guys haven't showed it yet, I think you will probably see a reversion to uh, starting some, you know, players who have more professional minutes. But there's there's also like to, to take it a little bit more broadly, there is a recognition across the sport as a whole of these kinds of players. And there is a shifting of that mentality, I think, where I don't think 25 years ago you would have had someone like Alfonso Davies come into a big team and be given the chance to get gain responsibility yeah. and to become a... Like, even if he was great, I don't think he would have become the locked-in starter. He would have been waiting in the wings, you know, uh, putting in his time, all that stuff. And I think that's... There's there's a recognition that that's, that's got to go away. There's also, for almost every team now, there is a need to make money by selling players. So they're much more inclined to hand those minutes to someone like a Geo because the potential for uh, improving that player's market value is that much higher. So I think it's it's a, a confluence of things, but I'm, I'm hoping it's lasting. I'm hoping it's something where in qualifying you're going to see um, you know, a Yunus Musa get called up on short notice because something happens and someone's available. We find out that someone's p- could be on our team, and we we say, you know, you're at performing at a high level. Show us what you got, and I think that's that's much better than just trotting out the same MLS names over and over again. So I hope it's permanent. As do I. I think that in order to understand how exciting this roster is, we do need to do a little bit of reporting. Namely, fishy reporting. Not what I mean. Boop, boop, boop. Insert here. So uh, this is this is a, this has been a shockingly exciting time. The last time that we joined you uh, on this air was just as Weston McKennie had been announced to go to Juventus. We right. didn't know where Dest was going to be at, um, and there was uh, an. And there was uh, not as much active... At the time, the club game wasn't as active. I think we had just finished... Yeah, we had just finished the Champions League, so there was like a tiny break after that. Um, Ty, what's been going on with these kids since the season picked up? It's too much. It's too, too much. much. I to mean, where do we I even start? Where do we even I'm in start? This, I'm, I, I, first of all, we have to report that uh, the Fishy Report sub is now expanded in size for social distancing. We have uh, safety equipment and and filtered air, so don't worry. Uh, Clayton and I are safe and sound. And the fishies are swimming all over the place. It's, it's, it's You can't keep up. It's you insane. can't keep up. All right, all right, so, okay, so let me just go through. I'll go through the biggies. Go through the so I'll just give, give people a report on what's going on with these big players. So Dest, highlight of the year, I would say, so far. Went to Barcelona. He's had a handful of indifferent games, uh, but he's also had some very good games, including uh, in the Clásico. He was, I think, one of so Barcelona's one of best. best players, even yeah. though they lost. So it's a it's a rough Barcelona team. They're not doing so well. I don't think you can really blame that on him, uh, but he's definitely settling in well, well there. And he's, and if he's I can very just, clearly a Barcelona player. He's a great fit. Uh, Ronald Koeman over there. Um, so there's the, there's the Dutch connection. Barcelona, I've learned recently, has deep, deep ties to the Dutch game because of Cruyff 
and considers their uh, like I learned this. Maybe the viewers already know this, listeners, but um, Barcelona players uh, and staff consider cr- uh, uh, um, credit Cruyff for giving them the Barcelona style. That yes. that so so there's uh, and and Ronald Koeman played on those teams. Uh, so yeah. there's this like inherited um, style and approach to the game that. Uh, that Serginho Dest grew up with in Ajax, so he's yep. he is a stronger fit. They they talk, um, you know, they there was talk on the uh, give the ball, take the ball, take the ball, pass the ball uh, documentary about the best Barcelona years. Um, oh, nice! And it's a great documentary. Nice. Check it out. But they talk about how great players come to Barcelona and fail because this the whole philosophy is just so different. And the other thing I want to add on to the Dest moment here is that um, he is. Clearly, there's this. There's a Barcelona that's going to come in in the next five years. That's going to be coached by Xavi. He's gro- fully groomed to come back. He's always going to be coming back. He's considered the next wow. version of Pep. He and wow. there's clearly a generation coming up that they are building underneath the Messi train wreck that's happening right now. So the Messi dependent train wreck Barcelona that you see on the surface is not the Barcelona that Dest is joining. He is joining the next Barcelona, which includes Pedri, you know, the 17-year-old like technical wizard sauce on sauce. Magician <laughs> like yeah. ridiculous, which includes Ansu Fati, just prodigious talent like so clearly an, a uh, great player, which Messi includes level potentially Potentially, I mean, it's hard to say that. I test, he's not Messi level, but he, I mean, he's definitely, he's certainly a Zlatan level. He's a serious, more accomplished than 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 Messi Messi was was at at the time. The the stats, the numbers don't lie. That's true. Um, So, anyways, you know, Messi or not, Ansu Fati is the real deal. And then you've got, you know, a sort of aging Dembele who's, who's, who's growing into it a little bit and seems seems that he will only ever get air to breathe once Messi has left the club. Uh, for, <laughs> I get that feeling. So it's like, it's, it's a really exciting uh, Barcelona to watch in two years. All right, who's next? Weston. Weston's season has been quite a roller coaster. He had a fantastic debut, went 90, almost scored. Uh, his next game, he went 90 again, wasn't so good. They lost. Um, then he got covid so I sorry. Then the Him, next game was, was so the Weston game that got and Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, yeah, suspiciously then Weston are the only Ronaldo. two who get COVID, which is yeah, like what? Wait, out of the whole team. <laughs> so were they just like chilling in a, a hot tub somewhere? And... I know. He like took the kid Yikes. out. Yikes. Yikes! I don't want to so, know. I don't want to know. Apparently, how was, was fine. Ronaldo got COVID. I, I really. That's a, yeah, you don't you don't want to read about that in the do paper. Do not want to know. Um, Disgusting man. <laughs> Uh, he's Still oily. Uh, his pH is way off. Uh, uh, anyway, so so he and Ronaldo were were on simultaneous quarantine. Uh, they both recently came back. So Weston, I can't remember if he's started since then. Maybe once and came off. Um, but he's he's been playing regularly. So he's he's clearly a, a squad member for Juventus. Similar situation where Juventus is also not very good uh, compared to recent years, and part of, you know the, they they still have the they now have a Ronaldo dependency um, and really can't seem to win when when he's not on the field. Um, he went off injured today in their game. They blew a lead in the literal with the literal last kick of the game, so oh, they have God. a mentality issue. Oh yeah, um, but a, a, in a similar 
you know, sense, they have a, a, I think a bright future they're, they're building. Um, they need to turn over a couple more positions, but I think Weston could absolutely be a, a big part of that. And he clearly has the trust of, uh, of, uh, Pirlo to make a difference. And it, it was crazy because I, I was thinking today watching him that, um, you know, every player is like, yeah, every player thinks that they're great. It's just that they're on a bad team. Like they're stuck on a bad team, but they're actually like, oh yeah, I'm champions league level, but I'm like holding together Werder Bremen right now. And it's like, that was actually the case. Somehow. Yeah. Like, I could not believe He's it. actually yeah. that good. Like he fits, he fit right in. He's just as good as Rabio and Betancourt and Ramsey, like, you know, different skill sets, but right on that level, perfectly able to play uh, in that 11 in multiple positions. And like, he doesn't stand out in any particular negative way. He's, he's a, he's a Juventus player. So he's it's an asset. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's just like, we, was this the case the whole time? Did, did, you know, Christian Roldan just need to go to Man U or something? And then well, it, it would, it turns out he's good. Yeah. Like, I mean, the, the even better example is the other sounder over there, Jordan Morris. Right, right. You know? Yeah, exactly. What a, yeah. what a clear divergence of paths between, you know, Jordan Morris and let's say uh, DeAndre Yedlin. Although DeAndre right, Yed- right, Yedlin's right. not an example of what you're talking about, but. Um, well, yeah, I mean, he is like he's the the V1 of it. Yeah. You know, where where you don't think that like an MLS starter is good enough to play in the Premier League until you see them. I mean, I guess until Tim Ream is another good example of that. Um, but I think like, Sadly. yeah, we're seeing that the yeah. levels are are less, there's less of a barrier than people think. Yeah. And people think like the game is just like completely different and there's no way that our players could keep up. And I think that European scouts have thought that as well. Yeah. So the fact that these players are breaking through is making a huge difference. And I think that namely Pulisic's performance last year, where he had like nine goals, and five assists, six assists um, in the Premier League. That is maybe the most important thing in this whole journey, you know, because maybe without that, you don't have that Weston move. I don't know. They're, Dude, I The fully perceptions agree with of you. Americans are changing completely. Speaking of the Polisic effect, I mean, without Polisic, we have no Geo either. That's right. So can we get an update on what Gio's been up to? Gio, next stop. So Gio is, uh, as we said, the what are we, he's Poison Ivy or someone. <laughs> he's the, someone he's the night, Batman related. Night, night uh, Hawk, I think. Is the, sure. Night yeah, let's Hawk. go with that. Uh, he's, he's Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's clearly the coach. What's it, Favre? It's clearly Lucy at Favre, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, Gio Reyna is a solid squad player for Dortmund. He's not as absurd as we thought he might have been at the beginning of the season, uh, where he, I think he opened the season with like four assists in two games. Um, so he was mega, mega hot. But whenever he plays with Holland, it is lightning chemistry like we've never seen. Dude, I mean, they it's, seriously, they, it's like, yeah, America's next it's top. It's the new Pulisic Batuai. But oh my god, <laughs> they lo- yeah. Pulisic and Batshuayi love each other so much. They're, but that's, this, a, that's a true bromance. <laughs> so much. But this, this, no, this is even better because Erling Holland is one of the best strikers in the world today, and he's it he's is top five today. It, it is clear that he enjoys playing with Gio Reyna, and that oh, yeah. I just yeah. can't. It's like I don't the know the American why that's, dream. Yeah, 
The American dream, as he says. What a guy. This what guy he, this guy can't take an interview seriously. And and so he you hear him interviewed with, with Gio and it's hilarious because they're just goofy ass kids just messing around, you know? And they um they are they're yeah, they're they're maturing per, together into this system and into uh you know into their talent. Um and I would imagine both uh they have some, you know, personal connection, especially because both of their parents were both their uh dads were pros. I think Gio's um Gio's mom also played for the 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 uh USWNT. So very clearly, you know, some something to relate uh them there. I heard and um they, what's it what's his name at Salzburg, the coach? Um Jesse Marsh. Yeah. So Jesse Marsh coached Erling Holland before he went to Dortmund. Yes, and I right. heard an interview on the MLS like podcast, the main one that they do. Um uh Swami will tell you what it's called. It's called, of course, MLS Extra Time. Thanks, buddy. Wear a mask, Swami. <laughs> mask up, bruh. In which Jesse Marsh <laughs> says he's still on the phone regularly with Holland and um and Holland's whole message to him is don't worry about Gio I'm gonna take care of Gio like I, I, <laughs> I I've got his back like I'll take care of him which is just amazing. adorable amazing adorable yeah, adorable and so yeah he's Gio is uh an outstanding attacking player in the Bundesliga he would make any 11 um in the Bundesliga on on occasion maybe in the case of Bayern so he's right there and he's 17 he's right up so. there just, so just the start. And in less awesome news, uh, Pulisic injured, injured, injured. Porcelain Prince uh, hasn't, the dude hasn't really gotten can't going. Stay. Did you healthy. see the cl- the really little clip sad. at halftime? Of, so he got injured in the warm up most recently. Mm-hmm. Did Did you see the clip of how it happened? Mm-mm. Oh my god! I sh- I wish that I had like screen captured this shit. It should be. Twerking. It should be Fortnite. A, it should Fortnite be, dance. This shit should be so viral. He's doing sort of like a, a jog around a cone. No ball, no other players. There's oh, like a God. divot. He slips, and uh, and apparently that's what did it. What does this kid have to do to stay fit? It's unbelievable. It's got to be, well, I don't know. It's physiological. But the question is whether it's like permanently physiological or if it's um, if it's preventable. Like, like with, you know, different stretching, different diet, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Different, you know. And then we've got eating Tim eating his Wheaties. Eating his Wheaties. So, so we wish him best. You think he? Do you know anything about whether or not he'll be fit for for this for the Wales I game? I don't. But he's still on the roster and he's traveling. So I'm imagining that he's close. He was not on the. He was not in the 18 for for Chelsea last time out. So, um, it's I suppose dicey. But if they're bringing him, I mean, they wouldn't bring him if they don't anticipate playing him. Um, yeah, I wonder. So, yeah, but aside from the injuries, uh, his season has been so-so. He's had uh, some flashes, some very um, Pulisic, hashtag Pulisic things kind of attacking play where he's like, he's like pulls a rabbit out of a hat in in midfield and like splits, you know, multiple defenders with a great pass. Um, So he's, he's contributed to a lot of good attacking play for Chelsea and he's clearly uh influential I think they they don't look the same without him so um especially when he's able to play on the left they had him out on the right so that they could put Mason Mount on the left which was the dumbest thing ever um and all of USMNT Twitter got really up in arms over that uh but 
yeah, so so that when they have him on the left, he's he's comfortable. He looks good, but he just can't stay healthy, and it's it's really sad to see. It. It's hard to envision it changing at this point. It is. It's a John so Brooksian scenario over there. Marco Roycean. Marco Roycean. Yeah. yeah, even better, uh, even more apt. And sadly, I have to say, uh, what little little clips of uh, little moments of Tim Weah action and a uh, decent a chunk of minutes for Tyler Adams, they to me, and I'm curious to see your opinion, don't look like the players they were to me um um yeah adams is is not quite as imperious i think as he was when he first came to leipzig i think he's he's grown into the system and he's definitely very comfortable with nagelsman and what nagelsman wants him to do so i think there's he's compensating in other areas but you know he he's still continues to be in and out uh more more regularly than you'd like and he he's had trouble just getting like 10 starts together yeah um the the entire time he's been there so it's it's weird i i don't know it i suppose it's bad luck um but clearly has the talent to do it and i guess we'll we'll see it it'll be a similar situation where some of these players are just gonna uh peter out because of that or they're, they're always going to be limited because of that um, but some some will recover and it'll be a kind of thing of the past uh, at some point. We'll, we'll think back and, and it, it won't become a part of their history. It'll just be like a string of bad luck. Right, yeah. And, and we'll just have to see and we'll just have to make more, you know what I mean? We just have to keep making make more. Make more. No, that's it. It's a, it's a numbers game and we need, like, I would say we have, what, seven or eight top-level players right now and we need 50. You know, and if we have 50... We're going to have enough to compete for a World Cup. Yeah. But we, we're not there yet. All right. Like Any uh, other... Croatia has 50, you know. It's hard to believe, but it's true. There, there's Croatians there, show there's... up everywhere. Yeah, totally. And, 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 you know, a lot. there's a lot of other countries that are that are like that, too, that you, you just think, oh, yeah, we can be as good as them. But it's like it's actually pretty hard. You know, you have to have a lot of players playing Champions League. Uh we do have, we are among the top countries for uh, young players playing Champions League right now, um, of the, uh, outside of the European countries, of course. So that's a good sign. Are there, is there any other fishies here that you want to highlight before we move forth? So let's go to Yunus Musa. Tell me about him. Oh, oh sorry. We covered Yunus Musa um, in, the, in the prior segment, but... But he's uh, I I didn't really mention his his club situation. So he's um, he's at Valencia. He went there to kind of get uh, get more minutes as opposed to trying to break through at Arsenal, which is kind of a crazy thought. But um, I guess it makes sense. And he's doing so. Valencia has a an injury crisis right now, so they're relying on him. He's playing as we record right now against Real Madrid. He started um, in the last match. He scored uh, his first goal for Valencia. So he's got. Several hundred minutes so far this season. Uh, he is a uh, really explosive winger, um, very very technical, and I'm excited to see more of him. I, I haven't been able to see much, so I'll catch up with the Real Madrid game. Uh, but it's 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 this crazy thing where like you know several years ago I used to record you know every minute of Pulisic playing in the Champions League. I think I watched every single minute of Pulisic's debut season when he was 17 and i can't keep up i can't keep up the, we had a, a weekday recently where six or seven americans played in the champions league on the same day 
you know i was like try screening at night to to like catch up with what's going on and it's it's unbelievable it's it's a totally new world it's like the kind of thing we always postulated or thought might happen or hoped would happen but it's actually happening and i i just i hope it keeps going and it's not just a, a flash in the pan i suppose but it's it's crazy fishy report. We're we're missing people. We're missing a lot of people. We're missing this a lot is like of people. Fifteen I mean, minutes of fishy report. I know. We could, if we could just keep going. Conrad De La Fuente consistently Conrad. making the bench uh, at Barcelona. Um, uh, you know, lots making making. Uh, Richie Ledesma having a good made his debut. Did he really for PSV? Yes. Oh my yes. god. Yes. I mean, if you're new to this show, like five years ago, that would have been the whole show. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like that we have we have the silky number 10 who just made his debut for a big team in the Netherlands. Like that would have been its own news, you know, and now we've got we've got guys signing for Barcelona. It's unbelievable. Insane. Well, it's all hugging for a Messi. purpose. Look, we, yeah, hugging Messi. Yeah. Messi and Ronaldo are are celebrating goals get, like, with Americans. Smited if you hugged Messi, I, <laughs> but I, I see him do it. So <laughs> I know. No, you, I Maybe think you get that smited you... if you hug Serginho. I think, well, I think there is probably some sort of like a energy drain that Ronaldo, you know, has this effect. Like if you touch him, you lose some of your youth and it just goes. To <laughs> he, he takes it. His he takes calves. It. Yeah. Um, he but, stores it in his calves. Yeah. Uh, they his, are plump. Yeah. When, when, when he speaks, his voice energy. sounds like it's coming from all directions. It's weird. <laughs> it's very bizarre. Um, okay. So we, this all has a purpose. If, if only, uh, this soccer was just rosters, we would, we would have already won uh, a world cup in advance. This Multiple is the most cups. exciting, yeah. uh, roster we've, we've seen in a long, long time, maybe ever. Um, and I'm so hyped for it, but it doesn't mean anything if we don't put it together on the field. Uh, we're going to play a team that goes by the name of Wales. Uh, that's their, it is the name of their country, in fact. So that is we a country. Will be, can can be, confirm. We will be playing Wales. It will be happening on the 12th. And an animal. Uh, at 2.45 p.m. Eastern. And you can find <laughs> it on FS1 if you'd like to. Um, Second and- game is against the Miami Dolphins. So, uh, we're... <laughs> And then we've got uh, uh, Panama after that on the 16th, and we're not sure where they're going to play that on TV, but hopefully somewhere. Um, so yeah, Ty, that's looking... not announced yet, but they usually, you, you, if you follow us on Twitter, we'll, we'll uh, retweet whenever that's announced. So the headlights are on uh, what's right in front of us, which is Wales, um, Bales, Wales. Indeed. Often. So yeah, uh, the, the story of the Welsh team always comes down to uh, Gareth Bale and whether he's playing or not playing. Um, he's, he's back at Tottenham, hopefully, dude, the world, everything is right. Yeah. Everything is right with the world again. 2020 is really coming around. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Bale's back at Tottenham. Uh, We're good. So I, 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 I'm hoping to see him. Um, we'll see. They have, they're doing this friendly and then they have nations league matches, uh, during the same window. So the rare triple, triple header during a window. Uh, oh. So we may see, you know, Bale off the bench for 15 minutes to stretch his legs uh, in preparation for the other games. Um, they've got a, a, a series of solid players who mostly play in uh, in England in the Premier League, a handful that that have gone further afield. Um, but it's going to be it's hard to say kind of what style they might have or what what approach, because everything is just so up in the air right now. Um, but 
the the you know mean thing is that it's a solid opponent. It's a team that I think we're not favored. We're probably an underdog to under normal circumstances, and then bringing this you know really young squad away from home. Uh, if they get anything positive from the game, it's gonna it 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 would it would really be a good sign, I think, for the U.S. And it's it's really good to see, especially um, some of these players who are just breaking through play against players who have a decent amount of time in the Premier League and uh, and you know substantial experience at a at a high level. Uh, and then yeah, if we can if we can see Bale square up against uh, Dest or or Robinson on the other side, yeah. that would be really cool and uh, and and fun kind of test for for those guys. So what do you want to yeah? What do you want to see from our side? So we'll 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 get what we get uh, from Wales. Uh, what do you, it's tough, right? Because there's no it's not fair to expect this team to come out looking like a gelled unit, you know, with a system. No. No, no. Totally that's unfair. Not. That's not, that's mean, not going to happen. So yeah, what yeah. is, yeah, what's our definition of success here? My thing is like, I, I'm not sure if I want to see more of the Burhalter uh, project or if I want him to have given up on the Burhalter project. You know, when he took over almost two years ago now, he came in hot with this crazy system where you had like a right back who was pinching into midfield and you had all these mo- this movement between the tens and the 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 wingers and you had these like line breaking passes and all these kind of neat little tactical things that everybody liked and um he had this emphasis on playing out of the back and all this stuff and then over time he started to lose some of it you know we had a gold cup where some of those ideas went out the window we got Tyler Adams back to and to actually play the position that he designed for Tyler Adams and he didn't have Tyler Adams play that position. And so it's kind of been like drifting away from that original idea. Uh, The thing that he has stuck to the most or been the most consistent about is this playing out of the back, keeping it on the ground mentality, which I appreciate. And I'm, I'm for, I'm, I think friendlies are the perfect time to try that kind of thing. And then we need to assess as we're approaching you know, real competitive matches, uh, how far we've come and how much we can realistically play like that without causing major damage or danger. So, you know, the fact that Zach Steffen's playing uh, on occasion at, at Man City should help with that. The fact that he's in training with, with Man City every day uh, hopefully will will show it with his the, the fluency of his uh, footwork and his coordination of that kind of approach. And this team is very technical very you know these are the the hothoused euro um uh, you know pristine field players that we're starting to get in in the US so i think if if they stick to that approach and we see some fluidity we see some you know 10 15 20 pass kind of moves um with a squad that has barely been together i'll be i'll be pretty happy and uh let's get a Yunus Musa goal yeah why not yeah yeah, get in, Eunice Musa. We want him to think well of us. So Weston's got it covered. He's gonna have a great time. Uh, he, if if Ronaldo wants to go out and get COVID with Weston, then he must be pretty awesome to be around. Um, yeah, exactly. Ronaldo can yeah. buy any friend he wants. That's right, and does. I'm 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 for to. sale, Cristiano. 
Yeah. <laughs> what kind of sale, Ty? What kind, what is <laughs> what services do you offer? <laughs> um, podcast I, buddy. <laughs> podcast friend. I would love to see um, a strong Matt Miazga appearance. Mm, that would be great. I, I don't know. I I didn't. We didn't talk about him. He's not a fishy. Uh, not so a fishy anymore. It is what it is. It's just a, but just a regular. He's old... Just a regular guy. But and he but he has had such a stop start career, um, and he's yeah. someone who I love. He's he's I I big ups big ups to Matt Miazga. I love Matt Miazga. I love his personality. I love his style of play. I I love his uh, his approach to the game. I've heard interviews his with him. That he's, he's he's a funny guy. He's, he seems yep. chill. Like well, all of the Franco brothers are. <laughs> They're all multi-talented. He's the They're... oldest Franco, if you didn't know that, or the, he's the youngest Franco, tallest Franco. I think he's, he's the, the tallest he's Franco. The youngest, yeah. He's the youngest, the tallest. tallest, weirdest Franco. The soccer-iest. The soccer-iest. most soccerish. Um, so a good game for him would be would be great, and and I think it goes a little bit without saying, and um, it's sort of so obvious that that. Uh, you know, we we sort of like avoid saying it, but the T map midfield, the the map midfield. Let's go. I want well, to see how do we get Geo in there? Well, okay, so let's talk about it. Yeah, how, let's. What would you do? Let's do it. Let's do a lineup. This will be a good way for us. Oh, to go. y'all, y'all's spicy. getting y'all's getting Perfect. sleepy over there. Let's do a fucking lineup. Wake up! We're doing it right now. So uh, let's go. You want to go back to front? Let's do your lineup, and then I'll do edits. Always go back to front. So um, let's go two gloves for Zach Steffen. It is offensive second half. that you asked me whether or not I would like to go front to back. I mean back to <laughs> like front. A, oh, God. Like a savage. Uh, <laughs> not an animal. We'll go, we'll go for Steffen. We'll go for Miazga and Brooks ahead of him. Coolio Iglesias so far. Uh, I'd, I'd love Anthony Robinson on the left and Dest on the right. Oh, my God. That would be my... My steez. You and no, no, Chris Richards shout out there. You're good with Brooks Miazga. Oh yeah, no, I, I, I'd like to see Miazga, but I, I think Richards should get a half. Yeah, and then I'm just, a, I'm, I'm trying to think of like what's our most threatening team with the current, current. Sure, deal. yeah, yeah. Um, I think, let's see, we go, we go Weston at the six, Adams at the eight, Geo at the ten. Are you, are you with me? Yeah, man. <laughs> so for for anyone who's not familiar, these this is a, th- a three-person midfield. You got the six as your kind of defensive stopper. Your eight is the hard worker, Shuttler. engine room guy. Both Shuttler. ways. And your 10 is your, your artist up top who tries to tries to make things happen. And then we would have three up top. Uh, left side, Pulisic. Right side, let's, let's get Musa. That, this is... Chuck Musa in there. Yeah, yeah. And then up top, so nobody's left really. So I guess we'll go with uh, Giacchini. But you could put potentially um, Pulisic at the t- uh, as the striker. You could put Gio as the striker. Uh, no Sergeant around, otherwise Sergeant would be the striker. Yeah, slot him right um, in. If you if you moved like if you did Gio at the striker, then it's you could bad. put you know, uh, Lejet in the midfield, which would be good too. It would be pretty exciting to to uh, have a Brendan Aronson up there too. We didn't talk about him in the fishy report. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. We're missing. Oh my god, Brendan, so Brendan, Brendan Aronson, Aronson uh, Philadelphia Union. Have they won the Supporter Shield yet? They're they're in a, in or around the right Supporter now. Shield. In or around. Yes. 
um, and led by this kid Brendan Aronson this year, who is who is now who's confirmed uh, making the move to Europe to Salzburg. To That's Salzburg. Right. With, uh, with he's Jesse going to Marsh, Salzburg, the place where Erling Holland came from, guys. Uh, and he's got, guys. you know, he's finishing out his season with the Philadelphia Union that created him, which also created Mark McKenzie, and is turning out to be a, a legitimate pipeline, which Jesse Marsh Indeed. claims to have been uh, totally modeled after the Red Bull system. I'm not sure if that's true. <laughs> I'm not sure. But, that's so um, funny. Did he say is, that? He did say that, yeah. Wow, <laughs> he was like, wow. Uh, also, also, Jesse Marsh, quick side note. Jesse Marsh um, blew up Lampard's spot. <laughs> he's like, he, he, Jesse Marsh said that that Frank Lampard called him at the beginning of last year because they're they're friends because they they you know uh, he Marsh was the coach of the Red Bulls while Lampard was at NYCFC and um, so Marsh said that Lampard was like really pessimistic about Pulisic and oh, was like yeah, yeah you know Christian really had to prove him wrong there that like that he deserved a spot and and Frank Lampard had to like walk it back publicly he's like I did not say that Jesse <laughs> like. I still wow. have this guy on my team. Like, why are you blowing up my spot, dude? <laughs> wow. I heard the first part about that. Didn't didn't put two and two together that that would cause a professional workplace dilemma. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Awkward. 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 Water cooler. Wow. Awkward. So anyways, Brendan Aronson. The coolest thing about the Brendan Aronson story is that Jesse Marsh did not know about him until Red Bull Salzburg told him about Brendan Aronson. He knew he he had played him once. He had he, he had like you know laid eyes on the kid at some point. So he he wasn't. It's not like he didn't know his name. But he was Jesse Marsh was not is not the reason he's going. Brendan Aronson is going because Red Bull Salzburg has been scouting him for two years and con, and was continuously in Jesse Marsh's ear. Amazing to get Amazing. that going, which is a totally new situation. That's like, can you talk to me about why that's important? Why that matters? Well, for years, we've kind of had to have uh, some sort of advocate or like, like accident for, for why some of our players end up playing where they do. So it's, it's a new era when the, the global scouting networks are casting a net as just as wide in in the U.S. and and North America as a whole, uh, as they do in Europe and and Africa and Asia and South America, so it's it's really exciting. It, it, it's it's uh, you know, there's there's all these rumors. There there were rumors way back in the day. For you you kids wouldn't know this, but uh, Luis Gill, who plays who w- was kind of a former fisher who came up at um, Salt Lake. There was this like big rumor that he trained with Arsenal this one time and it was like this huge deal. And now it's completely commonplace that the European players know all of our, you know, 15, 16, 17 year old players and they're, they're scouting the Nike friendlies and they're scouting the youth national teams and, and looking for that, that next guy because everybody wants to have a ballistic. So it's amazing. And it's, it's, it's such a good fit for him. It's such a good fit. It's, it's a, it's a perfect fit. And he's Marsh a- is there. Um, but they also, they, they score like, so it's right. If yeah. you're at 10, <laughs> yeah. you don't want to go somewhere where they can't score. Or the Josh you know, Sargent they, problem. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Just suffering at yeah. Verder. He might, yeah, he, if, if Weston McKenney's any evidence, Josh Sargent might be like a top level striker. We just don't get to <laughs> we see just it. We don't know it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, there's a it's great possible. place to develop. It's direct pipeline. It's being watched even more so than than the Philadelphia Union. Um, it's Salzburg just became one of the most scouted teams in the universe. 
this year. It is, year. yeah, exactly. You could, uh, you could be at Liverpool next year. Folks going to Liverpool, you know, uh, yep. all over the place. So very exciting. And finally, it's not just Joshy Boy uh, up there. It's we're, I, don't, I don't feel like we're quite as um, grasping at straws when we look to the next prospects as, as it, it has felt straw graspy for a while there. Uh, and, and finally, we have another a Pepsi to Josh's Coke and they can they can compete for the spot, you know. That's really good. Um, all right, man. So so we're gonna watch the Wales game. We're gonna get back with you with a shorty before the Panama game. And we think and uh, don't forget to hit us Hype. up on Twitter at WTP Pod. Um, and uh, of course, uh, dap up the Patreon if you could, please. Uh, please do that. It really helps us out. Uh, any other final thoughts for the folks from this, the greatest roster of all time? Welcome back to the U.S. men's national team. Uh, Welcome I, back. If, if you're just jumping yeah, in is... now, if you found us and you're just jumping in now, I mean, it's a cool time. You know, I watching games with no fans is always a little weird, but the the status of our team is just so crazy, and the amount of teenagers we're going to field, it's, it's going to have to be a record. They just can't construct a lineup that doesn't have a bunch of teenagers in it. Yeah, the so average uh, age is like... Yeah, yeah the average age is insane. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's a, it's a great time to to be a U.S. national team fan so long as, you know, everybody's safe and, and we can make it to actually compete in qualifying and things like that uh, down the line. Our, our society... Uh, kind of you know progresses here yeah we'll see about that you know what i mean but we'll uh, take your <laughs> take your wins uh where you can get them folks enjoy this moment um when when things are so rough for so long and you get a little bit of good news uh it can come in any kind of form it can come in the mail it could show up it could be it could be on tv you know you Swami could hear Jürgen. it through a friend Swami Jurgen can whisper in your ear in the interdimensional time space between sleeping and waking. Uh, <laughs> or it can come in the form of a roster. And this roster is a breath of fresh air. These friendlies are going to be fun if they occur, hopefully, when they occur. Uh, it's going to be a good time. So enjoy yourselves. Take your wins where you can get them, people. Because um, uh, we, we've got a long road ahead of us. There's a lot of work to be done. I like that temperature right around 73 degrees when you were in which you can't really feel the difference where your skin ends and the world begins. It's just it's mm-hmm. just total osmosis, pure. You're you're one energy, bro. Pure G. Um I also quite like uh um solving problems, you know, and I'm not talking about real problems. I'm talking about uh trivial problems such as how do I trivia uh, <laughs> such as trivia <laughs> things like that? I love solving trivial problems. The pressure's low, and I especially like uh, um, wood carvings. It's a it's a it's a style of depiction that you're not going to get from any other medium. Um, but I don't love any of that stuff as much as I absolutely love the Nats. Let's go. Let's go, boys. Mask up. Be safe. Masks. Masks. Love you. Sunny. Sunny.